The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him. But the reason why he came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It says in the book of Genesis that God went into the Garden of Paradise. So I picture God going into the Garden of Paradise on this particular day, and he says, where are they? Where are they? Adam and Eve, where are they? They're like two little puppy dogs. They come, as soon as I come into the garden, they come running right over. They're so happy to see me. Like, for instance, just the other day, they comes over to me and says, there's a problem with the horses. The horses, they got these really long necks. I said, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay, that's the giraffe. I gave them the long neck so they can reach high. Then, like yesterday, I come into the garden, and they said to me, they comes running over, and they says, we were minding our own business, swimming in the sea, and this monster comes jumping out of the water. Why did you warn us that there was, it was dangerous to be in the water? I said, no, 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 I, I, I forgot. I, it's okay. That's the whale. They eat plankton. They don't eat people. It's safe. They won't eat you unless I tell it to. But here today, where are they? Meanwhile, Adam, see, Adam is hiding. See, he's hiding around the bush. And the reason why he's hiding is because he ate from the forbidden tree of knowledge. And he's hiding. And what he's doing, he's hiding. And what he's doing behind the bush is he's seeing God walking in the garden. And he's saying, I hope he goes away. I hope he leaves. That's evil. That's the definition of evil. Evil says, I want God to leave. I want him to go away. Now, what's the opposite of evil? It's grace. Grace is the opposite because grace says, I want God to be here. I want him to be here. And that's why when the angel Gabriel went to Mary and said, Hail, full of grace. And she became the mother of the Son of God, who was Emmanuel. It was through her that we have Emmanuel. God is with us. Now, why am I telling you all of this about grace? Because in the letter to Paul to the Corinthians, 
He's writing to them because, well, they're having a few problems living the Christian life. So he's going to have a 16-chapter, very long letter uh, telling them what to do and how to do this life well. But he begins by saying, may the grace of God be with you. So let me try to explain what this, why that is so important that Paul wants us to have grace, which is God is with us. So grace is one of the most important things that we will have in our lives. Before the cell phone, before texting, before instant information on the cell phone 20 years ago, I was in my first assignment and I had a youth group. So it was a Friday morning, one of the kids called me on the phone and he says, "Uh, can we have a dance tonight? I go, no, we can't have a dance tonight. What are you talking about? I says, there's a lot of work that has to go and be involved in having a dance. I got to go to the printer and I got to make posters. Then I got to ask, I got to call the schools and have permission to post the posters. And we got to get the information out. And it takes a couple of weeks to do that. Then you got to get a DJ. And there's a lot of work involved with it. You can't do it in one day. So the kid on the phone says, if you have the dance tonight, we'll all be there. I go, fine, go ahead. So that night, around 8 o'clock, I go into the church hall, and there's 250 kids. I have no idea how they found out that we were going to have a dance because it was unannounced. So I was in the hall, and kids were coming up to me one at a time. Thank you, Father Peter, for having the dance tonight. Thank you for doing all of this. Thank you for, for uh, always doing nice things for us. I said to them, each one, and I said, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. That's grace. When we get grace in our lives, that's what we say. It wasn't me. Jeannie Jordan was 47 years old when she took in an elderly woman that was blind into her house and took care of her. She just did it to be charitable, to be kind of like Christ. But a couple of other women saw what she was doing and said, we like what you're doing. We like that. We would like to join your company. So they formed a religious order, the three of them, and the four of them. Today, the Sisters of the Poor are in 30 countries. And they've helped millions and millions over. Now, if we took Jeannie Jordan right here today and we asked her, how did you do that? How is it that you... 47 years old, you start out with the one, one blind woman and you end up with a congregation in 30 countries serving millions. And she will say, it wasn't me. All I did was bring in one woman and the rest just happened. That's grace. When we are with God, you get grace. My father was diagnosed with colon cancer years ago. I think it's maybe 12, 15 years ago. They said, we can get it. So I told my father when I called him, he says, let's go to Mass General Hospital. I, have, I know some people there. 
My father says, I don't know how to get there. I said, I will drive you. So we go to Mass General. We meet a very uh, wonderful doctor. He says, I can take care of this. You're in great shape. Should be no problem at all. So it was very successful. They got it all. It was 12 years ago, and still my father's in great health. And, uh, but before the surgery, I had to go in here, put in the hospital attire, and I was sitting beside him in the waiting room. You know, sometimes the waiting is the worst part. So I said to Dad, he says, how are you doing? He says, good. He said, because it's now out of my hands. And that's a good thing, because now I am in better hands. That's grace. It's not us. I'll close with this thought. I, I was called once to the hospital for an anointing so that after the anointing, they would take this gentleman off of life support. So I go into the hospital room, and there's a gentleman there, and he's completely sedated. There's no moving at all, hooked up to 100 machines and tubes, and the family was gathered there, and I gave him the sacrament of the sick, and I left. A couple years later, three years, maybe four years later, somebody comes up to me and says, I don't know if you remember me, but you came in and anointed my father. And you were going to anoint him because we were going to take him off of life support. But what you don't know is that he got better. Two weeks later, he went home. And he said, finally, I get to thank you. Naturally, I was really excited about hearing the good news and just to be a part of that wonderful story. But I said this to him. It wasn't me, my partner. That's what grace is. You get a partner in life that accompanies you where he will accomplish great things through you. Now remember Adam, he's behind the bush and he's saying, I hope he goes away. Don't do that. I don't care what you think or how bad you are, don't do that. We need God. And that's the greatest thing that Paul could possibly wish for his little church that is in a lot of trouble and doesn't seem like they're getting it, is grace. So now when you hear Paul say, the grace and peace be with you, Now you'll know what he means.